Hey everyone, this is Trauma Drama, and we are your hosts, Kaylee and Nick, and this is where we discuss surviving adulthood. We can probably agree that we're all pretty fucked up and that it affects us every day, whether we know it or not. I used to think that wasn't me, but if you come from a family, live in our society, go to school, experience love, sex, and friendships, then you're in the right place. Kay and I are going to break down everyday life and problems that come from managing your drama post-trauma. Let's fucking do it. Welcome back, everybody. This is Trauma Drama. That is Nick, and I am Kaylee, and we're excited to have you back. We have a fucking heavy show planned for today, mostly because there's been fucking heavy stuff happening in our worlds. But um, tell us what we're going to talk about, Nick. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going to cough so bad. Do you want to tell everybody why so, you had to cough so bad? <laughs> Sorry, I took a hit right before we started. <laughs> I do it every time, but that was... That was gnarly. Sorry. That was okay, I'm going to go. Ready? Yeah, that was... <laughs> okay. That hit differently. Uh, Fuck you. All right, on today's episode of Trauma Drama, God. we're going to discuss trauma or drama. Mm-hmm. And our main topic today is going to be grief. Again, a little bit heavier, but yeah. it needs to be talked about. And then we're going to finish up with a surprise topic that was kind of written in by a listener, kind of not. We'll kind We'll probably explain it when we get there. Yes. Totally. Or not. Written. And you guys will be all left in the dark. Yeah. Written in by a number one <laughs> fan, they say. Yeah. Um, well, I'm taking it away with the trauma or drama today. Um, and I just, I have to tell you all that I have just been getting wrecked this week. Like, fucking. Absolutely just destroyed. Just destroyed by life. And I've been saying a lot that I feel so grateful that life has given me such goodness because my cup feels so full to be able to manage all the shit because there is a lot yeah. of shit. Um, yeah, so my, my, my drama or drama um, has to do with work. Um, so this is, we usually use um, other stories for trauma or drama, but today because of what's going on in the world, we decided, um, or in my world, I should say, we decided to yeah, use my, my example. So this is live action, what's happening to me. Nick has not heard about this yet, so I'm excited <laughs> to hear Nick's opinion, um, as, as we all are. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> so I, oh, I don't even know where to begin. Um, so I've been at, in this position for a little over a year. And so last year, there was a lot of like um, staff changes, a lot of coworkers going in and out of the position. And just in July, we hired three new coworkers. Um, and so these three new coworkers have been in this position for about four months. Does that sound right? Yeah, I think so. And so one of the humans that is in this position, um, we can give them a pseudonym name. Um, what should their name be? Jane. <laughs> Jane. <laughs> yeah. We used Jane last time. <laughs> It's because it's Jane Doe. It's an unknown person. Oh, okay. It's my go-to name. <laughs> yeah, we use we use Jane and John every time we. Okay, that's fine. We can use Jane. <laughs> so Jane started in the position and like had a really notoriously hard time transitioning in. Um, had a a breakup or a separation um, with a partner right before she arrived to campus. Um, okay. And so moved into this house by herself, um, has been 
um, hasn't really been making a lot of like friends outside of work, hasn't really been able to like dive into the community. Um, and just in the last two or three days, um, really hit a bad point in her, in her life. I, and I didn't realize how bad things were. Um, but has been experiencing blackouts, has not been eating, has been exercising excessively. Blackouts from alcohol? memory. Mm-mm. Just mm, like geez. just like memory blackouts in general. Um, has been kind of snapping at work and has been really short and kind of like distant. Um, and then just on Tuesday, right? Today's Friday? Today's no, Friday. Wednesday. Oh, well, Wednesday. Well, we're time traveling right now. We're recording later than we normally do in the week yes. to try to get it out there on time. So, look, yeah. Yes. It, today is Friday when we're recording. Yes. When it usually drops. So, it, fuck, I don't know. We might drop two this week. And that is so. my fault because of this situation. Mm. So, good that we're mm. bringing it to the table. So, um, yeah. You're, yeah. Thank you, Nick, for saying, hmm, <laughs> as I took fucking ownership of I'm just <laughs> super flexible and I just kind of work with you. Hey, it's your show. It's your show. Honestly, like Nick is my <laughs> boss. Like Nick really is like the supervisor and I'm just the talent. So it's fine. Oh, man. Um, no, we're both the talent. But anyways, Nick, so all these things happen. Wednesday afternoon, I get a call from Jane and Jane said, is crying and like not doing good at all and says, I'm at your house. Are you home? And I was like, no, I'm not home. Um, and I said, but stay on the phone with me. She's having a full blown panic attack. She walks over to my other coworkers. Um, we can call her Molly. So it was, she walks over to Molly's house, um, and is in a full dissociative psychosis sort of state. Um, is repeating herself, is like hitting herself in the face, is rocking back and forth, is like, crying is in full-blown panic um keeps thinking that she's going to throw up keeps like i said saying the same things and then like evading the situation like i have to go i'm so sorry i have to go i can't believe i did this i'm fine everything's fine and then bursting into tears again and saying the same thing that made her cry the first time that you know she had said all these things and um she she really took to me in in that um state and um ideated to me so expressed what's ideated what does that mean ideated is expressing suicidal ideation mm, okay so that term expressed... that i am familiar with that term i didn't know yes. what i didn't know you could use it with just ideated yeah in well in a psychosis state like you don't really have to say i think like suicide ideation it's like oh there's ideation okay mm-hmm. and um, i think ideated uh, is the right way to say ideation I, in past tense I bet you're right. I've just never heard it like that. Because as an EMT, I dealt with a lot of that stuff. And we would yeah. just be like, yeah, hey, Doc, um, they just weren't feeling themselves today. And he's like, gotcha. And yeah, no. Suicidal Jesus. ideations, right? Because I'm not going to say that in front of the patient. Oh, I, I do. I say it all the time. Like, I have to. And so that's, anyways, that's part of the, the trauma or drama that I want to get into. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Me and Molly were supporting Jane and did not know. Like, we knew, you know, like, I have a counseling degree. Molly is in this position and, like, has experience with crisis. Yeah. Um, but but we support strictly students. We've never supported a peer or a coworker. Right. So, like, none of our student support services apply to this coworker because they're full-time staff. Yeah. And, and so, I don't even think that would be your job. Don't, isn't there someone above you who would be handling you guys? 
I, I, in an ideal situation if they didn't leave because of COVID. <laughs> so, so four hours later. Jesus. It is. It's not getting better. It's not stopping. Um, we go back to Jane's house and it is wrecked. Like broken stuff everywhere. Like she had uh, had smashed a bunch of like glass on the floor. Um, but anyways, um, she had passed out, and so then we had to call the we had to call nine one one, and we we called um, the CRT arrived, which is the Colorado Springs Crisis Response Team, which mm. is one clinician, one paramedic, and one police officer. Um, so them That's three cool. come to evaluate her um, and said that they couldn't transport her for a seventy two hour hold because she had passive suicide ideation and not active suicide ideation. Um, and I apologize. I, oh, fuck, I'm so bad. I apologize, listeners. I should have administered a trigger warning before I started talking about this. I'm so, so, so sorry if this is impacting you in a way and you weren't ready to hear this information. I apologize. Um, I should have administered that warning. I'm so sorry. Moving yeah, forward. I didn't even think about it either. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of jaded, jaded towards yeah. the situation from my own yes. career or my yes. short career. So I – Yeah. Yep. This me, is every me Tuesday. As well. from- me as well. This is like a, a normal thing. But I think here's where it gets interesting is that when they didn't like transport this person, um, they asked one of us to like stay with her, but none of us wanted to stay with her because of how bad it was. And um, we couldn't really stay with her. And so then fast forward to Thursday, it happens all over again. The same sort of panic, the same sort of things, and you know, onset. So then they went, yeah. you know, my, my supervisor and our AVP finally stepped in. and um, fucking drive her to the some... ER and drop her off. But Cheers. even then, they wouldn't take her because there is not active ideation. Gotcha. Which is yeah. so horrible. So then everybody's just But there like, is, there is. And then as soon is, as they get there, there, there isn't. That doesn't, and, I feel like that doesn't count. And so this is where I want to ask you, like, Jane is, like me, master's level counselor mm-hmm. and knows what to say. It's like if you were to be, if somebody would have called, if somebody would have called 911 and, and like, because you, something happened to you, Nick, you would know exactly yeah. what they were doing, exactly what to say, exactly the information to give them. And that's exactly what happened to Jane was like, I know mm. what to say. I know what not to say. I know how to get myself out of this situation. But right. she has to actively then choose that she needs help. And that is, I think, the part that I, I'm having trouble wrapping my head around is like, how do you support someone who is a counselor? How do you support somebody who yeah. is emotionally? Or who's a counselor who's refusing help, right? Yeah. Because you, yeah. you can convince a medic to be like, I need to go to the doctors. Cause if, right. if you, if you say that and they tell you, no, you could have their, their job, their license. Right. Like they can't really like, if you want to go, anybody who calls 911 has the right, like we would respond to the same woman nine times a day. She was mm. just a lonely old lady, but we had to do it every time the same way because we, there'd be a terrible lawsuit if something actually happened and we didn't do anything. Right. Right. So right. it sounds like she's really tied your hands here. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're, I don't know what to do next. I don't know what's going to happen next. Um, and it has, it has taken such a toll on me because of, I think my, like how much of an empath I am. And she's been needing 
a lot of like touch from me. So she's been needing a lot of like hold my hands and talk to me about what's going on. A lot of hugging. Oh and, man. Like, touch is not my thing. I don't, yeah. I, I, it takes a lot out of me to engage in that sort of platonic touch. Um, like I don't like to be touched even by friends. I mean, Kayla and I are best friends and we hug sometimes. Like I don't, yeah, yeah. I, I don't like to do that a whole lot. Um, so it's, it has really drained me. Um, and I yeah, just no, don't that know sounds... what's going to come next. So I think, what do you think? Is it trauma or drama? <laughs> oh, fuck. I think, I think 10 years ago, it would have been drama. Like, yeah. God, this chick is so dramatic. She needs to like get her life together. But she can't go to work. Like, why doesn't she just stay home then? That's what, that's why right. they can't work. Right. Like, I mean, like just, uh, you can hear the fucking misogyny that would have been around this topic 10 years yes. ago. Absolutely. Now, now though, I think the mental health is being taken a little bit more seriously. Like, Absolutely. Okay, we need to go get her some help. And everybody's yeah. going through like a tough time. So it's not abnormal for someone to lose it yeah. because the world is fucking crazy right now. Yeah. And I, I do. I agree. I think it is. I think it is trauma. And I think parts of it, um, like uh, some of the responses feel to me like our supervisors, our other coworkers, like they're doing the drama yeah. part, you know, like they're yeah. doing the like, oh, what's happening? Or like, oh my God, are they okay? It's like, you don't care if they're okay. You just want to know what's going on. Like, <laughs> absolutely. Out. You just want to be in it. That's the one thing I miss about, yeah. you know, being a first responder was I, I miss being involved in it. Like, yeah. oh, I know, yeah. I know what's going on. That's like yeah. the only part I miss. But it would be weird if one of my partners went down with this. Like, because right. we respond to all these mental health calls and it's not yes. a big deal. And it's it's sometimes comical because we get jaded. But if my, like, my partner went down, I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, you're who actually I normally lean on for these situations yep. now. Like, yep. That causes a whole nother issue. And then especially if they come out of it four hours later and they're like, no, I'm fine. What are you talking about? Nothing happened. Yeah, like, exactly. No, and this is, we're going help. on, we're going on 72 hours of like full-blown psychosis. So. That's crazy. Well, we can like yeah. stay with it and update yeah. their listeners. Cause yes, absolutely. And I think, you know, if Jane ever does get a chance to listen to this, like, I, I hope that it becomes, I hope that it's resolved and I hope that you're okay. And I hope that we can continue to support you through this. And it's fucking hard. Like working here is hard. Doing this job is yeah. hard. This kind of life is hard. Um, I think, uh, I think, it, but it's important to talk about because we need no, yeah, the resources and the help and the support. So absolutely. And I don't want to take anything away from your situation mm. at all. Like it's terrible, but I think a lot of people can relate to it because a lot yeah. of jobs right now, people are like, I mean, just for me in the restaurant industry, it's nowhere near the stress level. That's why I went back to mm. it. But other people who haven't experienced the stress that you and I have experienced, mm. they are not making it. Yeah. And it's really crazy yeah. to see. And they, they just can't work because and it's all the stuff that's happened from COVID. Like, yeah. So just things are backed up. People aren't coming in. We don't have wines. We don't have food. We're out of just essential stuff. So people who can't like regulate their emotions well enough or haven't had enough experience or practice at it, just fucking mm. walk out. They're like, I'm done. I can't do this. So yeah. if you're listening and you have any other thoughts or concerns about this, please DM us at our Instagram because we would love to yes. hear it, walk you through it, give you some advice. And I guess going into our topic is grief. Mm -hmm. And I know that was kind of your question in this trauma or drama example was like, how can you go about this guilt-free is yeah. what I heard. No, and that's exactly true, Nick, and thank you for introducing the topic so seamlessly because that is also a big part of what Jane has been managing is, like, 
grief. And I think like grief is something that has so many layers to it. And um, like loss can look like so many different things. And so for, mm-hmm. for Jane, a lot of the things that she's managing is like the loss of this expectation of what this job was going to be like, the loss of the idea of having a partner live with her um, and support her through this, the loss of being away from family and support systems, you know, in another state. Um, and like, I think that is all impacting so much of this of this like state or this crisis for her is like, I didn't think it was going to be like this. I didn't think it yeah. was going to be like the way that it is. And that's impacting, you know, on the day to day. And um, I think um, another thing that's happening in my world um, is my my family just lost um, a family member. So we're, my family oh, is, is sorry grieving. Sorry to hear that. Thank you. Yeah, my family is grieving through a loss as well. And um, it brings up a lot of things for me. Like both of these situations, like the underlying, you know, sort of topic or the underlying emotion is grief, but like the grief of actually Mm -hmm. losing someone and then the grief of losing expectations or losing this idea of something or losing somebody because you ended a relationship or ended a job or ended this, you know, like there's so many yeah. things to it. No, it's very, very multi-layered. And yeah. I, know, I know I said I said guilt leading into this topic. I, yeah. I did mean grief, but I said guilt because I lost, I haven't experienced really like true grief from a death since I was mm-hmm. like 11. All all my grandparents died within like two years and it was like well, wow. that was that was everybody like so i have wow. some family in england still and other other ones that are my age like cousins but mm. no like elders um yeah so my grief a lot of the times is me avoiding guilt mm. so that was kind of why i brought up guilt and you had mentioned it in this yeah. uh, in your story like feeling guilty about the situation after, which is kind of how I look at grief because grief comes after the situation. So just wanted to correct myself a tiny bit. I think you said it perfectly because I also think a big part, like you said, of grief is is guilt. But for me, the reason that I feel guilty while grieving or like the reason that I feel guilty while managing a loss is because like if if I am going through a loss and I feel relief, or I feel mm. a weight lifted off of my shoulders, or I feel like I can relax. I feel guilty for feeling those things, you know. And like right. I remember, I remember when I ended my relationship with my mom, and um, I felt relief. Like I, I, I felt relieved that I didn't have to worry about that on a day to day. Yeah. And then, and then that came with guilt, and that came with shame, and that came with like. I'm a bad person. Why do I feel this way? Like, why do I feel relieved that, you know, they're not in my life or that they're gone? Yeah. um, This person who just passed away in our family also struggled um, with addiction. And I, um, I've had to talk with a lot of my family members this week about like, it's okay to feel relieved. Like it's okay to feel that they're not in pain anymore and that they're, you know, they're not suffering anymore. They don't, um, they don't need you on a day to day. And it's like, that is the most difficult, I think, like emotion to manage is how to feel okay with somebody being gone. And yeah, yeah. It's no, fucking that's just... deep and gnarly. And yeah. I, see, I see your gears turning. Yeah, because for me, I've always tried so hard to battle the guiltiness before the grieving started. Mm. So part of that was me just being aware, like, I'm going to have to live with myself the rest of my life 
like whatever happens in this situation, I just better be prepared to do that. So the way it's looked at for me was there was like a, there was a large group of girls in our friend group that we had a falling out with when I started dating Kayla, as Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and now that we're married, it's way different. But when Kayla and I were just dating, it was like, okay, you had a friendship with them and I had a friendship with them. If yours isn't working out, like I'm still going to try mine. Yeah. So I did everything I could to like let these girls give them like opportunity after opportunity to stop sabotaging my relationship, stop lying Mm. to me and to her, telling us different stories, you know, just be a a good friend. And when it didn't work out, I was totally fine and ready to move on because I didn't feel any guilt. So yeah, I was very Mm. sad. I was Mm. angry. I was going through all the stages, all the stages of grief, but the effort I put into it before the relationship ended allowed me to go through it guilt-free, which to me is, is huge. Like I gave it all I had. This did not end because of me. Like I know that for a fact and I can move forward and have a clear conscience. So what an amazing perspective. Yeah. What an, what an amazing perspective. I never thought about it that way. You know, that you like, you feel the guilt first and then like address why, like that's so, that's so interesting. I've always made the assumption that like guilt for me came from relief because that was something I worked through with one of my counselors. And so I think then what you just said, Nick, made me think about something and I want to ask you this question. And I think it's going to be one of those questions that kind of blows your mind. So I'm excited about it. Um, (laughs) And so I want to ask you, because you and I have survived the traumas that we have in our lives, because Mm -hmm. we've gone through the therapy that we've gone through, because we've been given the skills and um, had the education to like manage grief, to manage loss, to manage trauma... Do you feel that you play the role of the grief counselor? Do you feel that you play the role of like educating or helping people through grief or loss? Mm. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I think so. I, can you explain it to me what a grief yeah. counselor does again? Yes. So, I mean, a grief counselor is somebody who helps others through grief experiences so like say like thinking about um thinking about your answer right now to like losing this friend group you made all the choices to make sure that you didn't feel any like guilt resentment anger you know yeah yeah like you sanctioned that all out and in a sense like that's you taking on the leadership role that's you taking on like making the choices I think there's a clear leadership role, and mm-hmm. I always associated it with um, alphaness, the alpha of the group, <laughs> right? There's there's no there's no one else for it to fall on. Like, yeah, I guess it's I guess it's my yeah. It's always the same metaphor, but now that you say that, it's yeah. like when a different group of guys all looks to you to have an intervention with one of the dudes several Absolutely. times, and then. When that intervention rotates to someone else, but it's still your responsibility to yep. manage that, yeah, yep. I would consider whatever you a grief counselor, alpha, leader, yep. whatever you want to call uh-huh. it of the group, like yeah. I do hold that title and I'm proud of it. You're the trauma king. <laughs> yeah. But to answer your question, yes, I am that until the situation deems it necessary for the grief to start, for the mm. loss to happen, for mm. the outcome to have been what you were trying to prevent. That is me until that point, and I'm out. Yeah. It's like, hey, nope, that's it. I, I like, warned you going into this. Mm. If you kept going down the same path, I wasn't going to allow you yeah. around my family. Like, there's – you, you again, you did this. I've given you 
every opportunity, every tool to be mm. successful, every chance. But your decisions have led us here. And I, again, it's all so I don't feel guilt. So maybe it's right. kind of selfish. And it goes back to our nature versus nurture. Yeah. Am I a bad person? Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely, I'm a bad person. Cheers. No, 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 no. Sorry, something else popped <laughs> up on my computer and I got a little distracted. No, I no, think no, it cool. does go back to the nature versus nurture. I was agreeing with you and your point. Um, See, because yours happens after the crisis happens. Mine yeah. happens leading up to everything. Yes, yes. And I'm there. I'm. I am. And I think I'm supportive, right? I'm there when someone needs me most. But until it pushes past my boundary of like, mm-hmm. hey, I love myself more than you, right? Because that's that's healthy. Yeah. So you're going to push me to a point where I cannot be a part of this. Absolutely. And I think like that's so it's so great that you say it that way that like for you it happens before the crisis. For me it happens in and after the crisis. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so something I'm managing right now is like um, being the person in the family that's the counselor. Um, like I am tasked with being the grief support you know, for everybody. Um, and I think like something I talked with my therapist about that might be good for our listeners to hear about is like, my therapist asked me, how do you kind of like, she didn't say the word compartmentalize, but I illustrate it as compartmentalize. How do you mm-hmm. compartmentalize somebody else's grief, emotions, feelings, pain from your own? And how do you support somebody through something that you're also going through? And Turn so, off empathy. Well, I mean, fucking not all of us can do that, Nick. <laughs> Sorry, Not all of us can take emotions off the table, okay? <laughs> Sorry. Um, but we talked about this, um, the suitcase metaphor. Have you heard of it? No, you know, I haven't. Like, well, you probably have, like when people have baggage. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so people have baggage. I picture literal fucking like suitcases. Okay, and yeah, no, that's good. So I think about like if somebody comes to me and like we're both – dealing with the same grief. I have my own bags, they have their own bags, and then they come and they like unzip, unload, unfold, throw their shit everywhere, all over the place. My bags are still nice and zipped, like they they haven't gotcha. been unzipped, they haven't been unloaded. And so my yeah. job is to figure out a way to like set my bags aside and help them repack, right? Like help them gotcha. unpack, repack, zip it up, get Why is that your role? Um, it's not my role, Thank you for challenging me. It's not my role, but that was the advice that my therapist gave me if and when that does happen and I need to figure out a strategy to control it. I don't know if I agree with that. Ooh. I don't know. It's just, I think the reason I turn empathy off is because if I don't, I won't help you. I won't care because I, in my eyes, I've, I've been through it. There's a lot of things. We all have trauma that we all of experience and it's all equal. My yeah, trauma is yeah. not more than their trauma. Right. Whatever the situation. But we don't play oppression Olympics. No, I don't wait what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't play professional Olympics? Yeah. No one no, said I did. Uh, I Look said, at me. I, I'm an athlete. <laughs> I said oppression Olympics. Oh, oh wow. I like that term. Oppression Olympics. That's good. Um no, what I, fuck, what was I saying? I always forget. I want, okay, so I'm sorry to interrupt you. I have so many thoughts. So so if somebody comes up to you, you both have bags, and they yeah. want to unzip and unload, I'll what do you fuck do? fuck that. Kick their bag off the curb. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck, fuck out of my, this is my space. What the fuck? 
We can have a, a conversation, but that conversation. Let, okay, let's say it's my That's wife, and she's, got it, and she's got issues. My own wife, my other half, my spouse, my yeah. live or die. Oh, get that shit out of our bedroom. This is our space. This is my space. This is a safe zone. Let's go have this talk in the living room. And then that talk is extremely structured. There's no. Wow. I mean, there's a difference between emotional dependency in a marriage and like, I am devoted to you 100% of the time. Like, I will lay my life down online for you. You are my everything. Hmm. And then picking up all of her emotional shit. It's like, whoa, no. Like, like, I know you're going through a really hard time. You need to like, Spend some time on yourself. When's the last time you did something for yourself? Mm. I spent all day yesterday doing something for myself. Like, because I made time for it and I let other stuff go. Like, right. I know you're busy, but like, like you take that time out for yourself. I can't. Right. So there's just, that's my take on it. So when you, when you say, would they just throw other shit everywhere? I got to pick it up. That sounds exhausting. It is exhausting. (laughs) If it's in your space, if it's in your space, it would take way less energy just to kick it, right? And then picking it up, (laughs) folding it, putting it back in the bag. It's like, no, get this shit out of here, dude. Like, I'm really good at packing, though. You know, like, that's the hard part is, like, how you you walk away from something that you're so good at and that you were trained in and that comes naturally to you. Yeah, someone great once said, like, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. And I completely relate to that. Mm. (laughs) You do have to turn it off. I hate that, uh, but I understand. (laughs) <laughs> we uh, we are at a place in our life where we understand psychology on a different level and it yeah. like how could you be surprised at other human beings when you understand what drives them or what makes them tick but it's not our job to sort through that mm-hmm. so do you and think- i was so i was so that's why now yeah. i take this stand and that's why i was so excited to talk to you about this so then so with jane mm-hmm. do i kick her bags i think yeah i think everything you've done I, it was you did it one more time than i would have done it I would have been there for her immediately. And if she refuses to go to the hospital after that, I gave her Damn. the support she needed in the moment. I gave that emergency response. Wow. Which is fine because that's off my adrenaline. That's like, I look forward to those moments, right? Yeah. That was fun. Ooh. Okay, here's what you need to do though, right? You know yeah. you have all the experience I have. Yeah. Here's what you need to do. No, I'm fine. Okay, please mm. don't call me next time this happens. I'm not I'm not going to show up. Wow. Unless I'm on the clock and it's my you, job. For all of you, Yes. Yeah, I can't, can't wow, turn that call Wow, well down. said, Nick. <laughs> so for all of you that are like me, for all the empaths and all of the counselors and all of the people pleasers, uh, find yourself for a For all Nick. the people who care about other yeah. humans, yes. F- find yourself a Nick. Find yourself <laughs> somebody who can tell you to separate that shit. Um, God, but that is, I, I do want to say it is easier said than done. That is going to be something yeah. I'm going to struggle with for the rest of my life. It's not something I'm going to Somet- be able to do yeah, today or tomorrow. Yeah, I still struggle with it. Yeah. Sometimes I get angry because yeah. of it and it's like. No, I, fuck, I walked away from the situation with Jane and felt nothing but like anger. Like I yeah. felt so mad at everything and I've never felt that way before when helping I, somebody, you know? I think you're getting to the point where you can, you can stop picking up other people's baggage. Because I don't it's too like, heavy. When, I'm not that. Yeah, scared. like when when do you have time for yours? You know, I, why are you I, carrying yours around in your metaphor? Shouldn't they be put away somewhere, already dealt with, nice and tidy, so you can move on with your life? And then all that does is add more weight, and then I'm carrying yeah. around a backpack that I can't. It's too heavy. Yeah. To me, it sounds like oh, childhood Kaylee put herself aside for others, so I'm just going to keep doing that because that's all I know. So, just think about it. Nick. 
like, what the heck? You can't just drop that. No, that's what it sounds like. I don't that, know if that's what it is. I, that's exactly what it is. You're really good. At, that's what it sounds like. That's, you hit it right on the head. <laughs> Fucking damn it. And yeah, that's exactly what listeners out it's my there. Little, it's my little guy, my little trauma guy. Yeah, we all have a little trauma guy. I call mine yeah. little Nick. And sometimes I got to go back in that little metaphor of a dream where he chills and be like, hey, dude, you're good. Just pet him on the head and be like, stop freaking mm-hmm. out. This isn't your responsibility anymore. But all he does is want to jump in and save the day. And if I, wow. if I do it, someone will love me. It's like, dude, Fuck. I love you more than life itself. You need to chill. You're, it's not your job anymore. I am so fragile right now. I'm going to cry. So we have to change the subject. <laughs> okay. I'm re- I mean, I think I, I wrote down solutions in this little topic okay. to avoid grief because there is yeah. some grief that you can avoid. The guilt mm. that's going to drag you down that same road. So if you yeah. avoid your guilt by doing everything possible in the situation to help out others, because that is, it's good. Help out others, but have yeah. your boundary. And once you reach yeah. that boundary, move on. It's not your responsibility anymore. And I think that's such a great solution, Nick. And I think my solution for managing or dealing with grief um, would be don't be afraid to reach out for professional help. I think grief is one of the most misunderstood and some of the most like difficult feelings or trauma emotions to to process and respond to. And I think like finding and latching onto like really professional grief support is the best thing that you can do. And there's national resources. There's going to always be resources in your city or your region that you're in. Um, and like when, you know, when talking with friends or when reaching out to your support systems, like don't not reach out to them, but just be mindful no. of your bags. Yeah. Be mindful of your bags. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, one last thing before we move on. I'm talking mainly to the guys because this you, you'll understand why. Girls, please listen. But guys, if you're just driving to work and you're not really paying attention, kind of, tune in right now. Um, when you are going through grief, for men, it's really easy and socially acceptable to show anger as an emotion. Whoa. That's one of the only ones, right? So anger is just sadness turned upside down. So mm. if you can just sit there and tell yourself, I'm sad. Yes. I'm sad. It can kind of help you off that anger bridge where all you're going to do is like just fucking run wild all over everybody yeah. around you. So it's important to change the setting. And if your brain mm-hmm. won't let you do it, just just repeat to yourself. I'm sad because it's OK yeah. to be sad. Yeah. During grief. It's Thank totally you for normal. saying that, Nick. My therapist always says anger is the easiest emotion. It is. It's, it's fucking uh, yep, 100%. It's easy to feel mad, but like anger is yeah. here. And what's all the shit yep. underneath it? All it's, sadness. It's sadness. Yeah. And there is healthy anger, which can be a whole nother topic. So yeah, I agree. I'm gonna write that down. Ooh, you should Ooh, write that down. Ooh, I, I love, it, I love, love it. healthy anger. <laughs> yes. It protects us. <laughs> fuck, do uh, we know something about anger, Nick? Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, um, fuck. Moving on to our surprise topic. Yes. Um, so again, Kayla, you kinda of brought this to us, but one of our listeners wrote it in. So do you want to go ahead and explain it? Yeah. Oh my god, I get to introduce the topic. Nick, you yeah, never you- let me do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's really exciting. Um, yes, you yes. had a hard, hard week. Oh, thank you. You got to give me this win. Um, so one of our newest listeners, um, I want to shout them out if that's okay, if they're listening. Um, Kendall and Claire, I appreciate you all for bringing this topic to me, whether you knew it or not. Um, but both of these humans I love so dearly, and they are both in the midst of starting new relationships. Um, they're both college students and have said to me, like, we don't know what we're doing. Like, we're starting new relationships. This is the first time in college we've been in a relationship. And, like, we don't know what's going on. We don't know, like, 
when is the right time to like text or how long you're supposed to hang out or like how to play the game. And I think that's something that I would love to ask your advice on and like that I would love to provide advice on um, is like how do you start a new relationship when like games are at play? Yeah, the game parts are are that I kind of miss that aspect of the dating world. Like yeah, the game right? or the hunt, like that you was the funnest the part. Game. You love yeah. the game. I know I knew you would, which is so annoying. I won the but, game. God, you did cuz you have the best <laughs> you have the best fucking wife in the world. I do. I do. Mm-hmm. Um I guess to start with this topic, like girls guys don't know what they're doing either. Hmm. Especially emo, emo, like you guys are already emotionally so far ahead of the game. Slow down. Because their game is, it's still like a high yes. school game, okay? And if you are if you have any worries about the sexual nature of this, the guys also have no idea what they're doing. If they pretend to, they absolutely have never had sex. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, and I think, um, and I should have said this first, we're talking about heterosexual relationships yes. too. You know, yes. we're talking about monogamous, hetero, cisgendered relationships and so when it comes to non-monogamy when it comes to queer relationships i think we can um take a whole other perspective on like how to start those yeah. and, and what yeah. that looks like yeah i and only I, I... only have the experience in this realm mm-hmm. yeah um so from that guy's perspective again girls they they all just left their moms for the most part so <laughs> without fulfilling that role completely <laughs> What they did, most of them did, right? So now just, they're like, I, <laughs> I'm doing the thing where I laugh silently. I'm sorry, go ahead. I know, please laugh. Yeah, because everybody just thinks I stopped talking, but you're just... <laughs> okay. So, all the guys just left their moms, right? So, that's just one you have a little bit of a head start on that game, right? You could easily, I mean, the game is all about manipulation, so a healthy form of manipulation, Nick. Be... What it is. <laughs> You hold on. So you're saying you look at that text and you're like, should I reply? I don't know. If I reply right now, he might think I was waiting around for a text. I should wait an hour just so he thinks I was doing something. That's manipulation. Everybody's had that thought. It is manipulation. However, I never thought about it that way, and now I'm having a whole mind blown yeah. moment. Uh, and Kendall and Claire, sucked. if you are listening, to <laughs> don't we're manipulate. All and we're all sociopaths. Oh my god, we don't mess with sociopaths. We know this. We don't mess with narcissists. No, we oh, don't. Oh, God. God. I kid, I'm kidding most of the time. But the point of that was is, girls, you can use that to your advantage. Yeah. All I was looking for were college wives to take care yeah. of me in, in college. It wasn't I even sexual. It wasn't romantic. Yeah. I know. But it was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I can't take care of myself. I've had people Jesus. take care of me my whole life. Christ. Right? Um, My controversy <laughs> is that I women- think I nailed it. I, eh, <laughs> it's subjective. Um, my controversy yeah. is that women, you do not have to be caretakers. Um, you can be the breadwinners and the men in the relationship can be the caretakers. We are here to break down gender roles. I can't even fathom that. in relationships. We've <laughs> talked about this, Nick. Okay. Um, no, I know. And, and you put your education hat on again. There was no need no. for that. We're talking about the manipulative game of getting someone else to like you and to pay attention to you because there's a thousand girls at that school and you're trying to win. I gave you the extra head, ladies. But if you guys want to be all educational improper, be like, no, I'm like this. Have fun. Have I? Like. Have you seen me play the game, Nick? Do you think I've played the game before? Do you think I've manipulated I before? All if I was anyone about, would know, was, it was you. Just you. said. <laughs> no, I'm trying you're... to challenge my mentality. I'm tr- I'm trying to hear oh. you, oh, okay. and I'm trying to think. Have I done that? Because I wanna I wanna understand. I'm not trying to disagree. I'm trying to say, have I done that? Like. 
probably, but I want to hear more yeah, about. What? You were mother. You mothered all of your exes to a point where you couldn't anymore and said, fuck this, which is amazing, right? You did it too far. <laughs> you're dating someone for over a year and you're still playing the get, get out of that. You got him. Hook and sinker. Now let's. Yeah. OK, here, here's what I expect out of my partner now that you can't stop thinking about me. Right. But you, you're we're talking about right now the, the beginning stages. Right. How do we how do we figure this out? We're lost. So I'm giving them a little bit of a nudge, a little like inside to the male psyche at this age. Thank you. No, that makes sense. And I think uh, an episode for another time as I'm yeah. thinking through this is like, especially for women, is being the breadwinner still being the caretaker? Oh. <laughs> the- <laughs> that is where I'm... I'm feeling myself go in a circle, right? Like, I think that's why. Yeah, I'm no, I hard. saw you were like stuck for a second. I was like, what are you doing? Okay, thank you. Jesus. What am no, I doing? no, no, no. It's okay. <laughs> I helped you. <laughs> oh, you helped me. Thank you, Nick. Yeah. No, I wonder. Do you have anything is... else to give to this this couple who wrote us in before we. Um, I say, yes, I do. I say to my Kendall and Claire that you both are wonderful and it's going to be great. And. Um, that wasn't advice. There's no right or wrong way to play the game is what I was trying to say. Oh, interesting. Yes, you play you play your game, you be authentic, try to be honest, and hope for the best. What the fuck? You just ruined everything cool I said before this. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> no, uh, love That's yourself, why people listen. be honest. <laughs> be honest with yourself. You don't owe anybody else anything. Don't say what I said differently, Nick. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. And it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks for a great show. I love you. <laughs> love you too. Follow us at Trauma Drama Podcast on Instagram and TikTok to see show updates, video highlights, and much more. And DM us for topic suggestions, corrections, worries, concerns, or love and hate. We upload episodes every Monday and Friday. Tune in for more.